Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Audio Stew. In today's episode, I sat down with a few of my close friends. All three of us are pretty avid gamers. So basically, you're going to be hearing about our life stories um, in regards to video games. Um, sort of just to, to give a perspective because I feel like people who haven't played video games a lot of times really don't understand what the what's the big deal with them and stuff. Or else if you are interested in video games, um, it might be just fun to hear what some other people's perspectives are on things. So yeah, we're going to be talking a little bit about our life story with them, um, sort of the, the pros and cons of playing video games, and then as well as just, you know, some of our favorites, because that's always fun. I will also say that this episode was recorded quite a while ago. And so if you stay tuned until after the episode, I'll probably pop back in for just a minute or two and and kind of explain some of the things that have actually changed since then. Mostly they're just like things that are for fun, but I figured it'd be better to do that than just constantly interrupting throughout the podcast with all these with all these qualifications and stuff of oh things are actually different now. Um that'll make more sense at the end. But for now, sit back, enjoy and yeah, let's get into it. <laughs> Me personally, 20 hours a week on video games is a lot. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. That's reduced from what it used to be. And most of that's with other people. So. Just, just so you know, we oh, already, anyway. already started recording. Oh, so. yeah. oh we did. Oh, hello. Yeah. Oh, hi. <laughs> oh, hey. Didn't see you there. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> See, if I do that, then you guys are already, like, talking and stuff for a while. So you're getting into the groove of how it works. <laughs> no, so, we're, we're just so talking. So I'm probably going to have to cut all the stuff about See, Guitar Hero Live. But no, Matt, we're not doing ASMR. <laughs> Andrew, do not. <laughs> put that drink down. Put that, put that drink down. All and right. don't choke. Ah! Okay, we're good. All right, so we're going to get started here. Um, welcome, everyone, to Audio Stew. I'm sure I'm going to do a different kind of... Audio Stew. I'm going to do a different intro for this, but I'm just going to say it now so that Wait. you guys you guys feel, like, cool. I don't know, something I don't like feel cool at all. I like stew. What kind of stew, Matt? My mom's. <laughs> Okay. There's so many. That's not a flavor, but okay. There's so many different things that end in stew. Okay. You know what, Andrew? If you want to critique it later, that's. that's There's the YouTube channel Brew Stew. There's the Green Day song Brain Stew. All right. I'm going to. Matt's Bomb Stew. Let's start. Let's start by introducing ourselves. I think that's a good idea. So, hi. Who are you? Where are you from? Uh, you know, just... I don't want to disclose my Okay, location. you don't have to say where you're from. That's fine. Just who are you and what's some, what's some background information that... Wh- what makes you you, you know? Mm-hmm. I'm going to go first because Matt indicated that he wanted me to go first. So, my name is Kurt Bailey, as you guys know. And um, I'm doing a YouTube thing right now, so that's... That's cool. I like books. Books are fun. I like long walks on the beaches, even though I, I've only been to the beach like three times. So, 
you know, there's that. Anyway, that's that's all that's enough about me. What about you, person on my left? I am the person on Kurt's left. My name is Matt. Um, I am a computer programmer. I went to college for that. I also like video games. Oh, that's good. Yeah. That's going to be pertinent, guys, here in a minute. What about you? What about you on the right? So, my name is Andrew. Um, All right, so I... I enjoy sports. Uh, traveling is fantastic. Uh, I am not a fan of traveling. I would rather just sit at home. Yeah. But that's me. Okay, so, yeah. continue. Dude, traveling's awesome. You see so many things. Um, I, I'm also kind of boring. I want, <laughs> I want to go into the entertainment industry, you know, whether that be content creation, making movies, or, you know, just being the coffee boy for some major company. I really don't care as long as I'm part of that process. Uh at the moment, I work at GameStop, so there I'm, there's a theme here with the video games. Yeah, I know, right? Um, what a shocker. To, to clarify to the audience, I am not an evil person for hating traveling, because I don't actually hate traveling, just most of the time. <laughs> and because I know, well, I don't know, but there's a small, small chance that you may hear some other noises from the other end of the room... Would the person on the other end of the room like to reveal themselves because she refused to leave and has continued to do her homework? Lame. <laughs> yeah. Who are you? Hi, my name is Paige Noble. Um, what are the questions again? You don't have to do this. Okay, <laughs> I'm Paige. If you hear a noise, it might be Paige. Hi, or it might Paige. not be, but you could just blame it on Paige. Yeah, it's totally fine. <laughs> Okay, so now, yes, we have been talking, we've mentioned a couple times the, the video game thing. What makes you qualified to be here on this podcast today? Because today we are going to be talking about video games. Matt, what makes you qualified to talk about video games? Well, I have a big interest in video games. I've been playing since I was four years old, and uh, my dream job is to make video games. Okay. I'm interested in, like, every aspect of video games, like making the songs, the story, gameplay. I've seen, or not seen, I've heard some of your, some of your music there the other day. Mm -hmm. That that, that felt like it was straight out of a, like, Final Fantasy game or something. It was, it was good. I wouldn't give myself that much credit, but. I would give him all the credit. (laughs) Maybe. All right, Andrew, what about you? (laughs) You work at GameStop. Is yeah. that your only credential? Um, I mean, I didn't know I needed credentials to be here. Oh, yeah. This is a very sophisticated podcast. Only people who are qualified may uh, participate. The highest of educations. Um, I've... I competed in walk-on game tournaments. Um, done quite a bit of game battles. Been play first I mean first console NES all the way up to now the Xbox One PS4 I've played just about every genre of game yeah I guess I don't know what what other credentials do I have to meet uh that's probably good honestly like I personally have no credentials I have a, a microphone that I bought off Amazon um 
and I'm mostly relying on everybody else to be awesome. So hopefully you guys are good. We're not sponsored by Amazon in any way. <laughs> you have too much faith in us. Yeah, perhaps, but we'll find out. Okay. So we've already talked about, you know, we already know the topic is video games, but what like, specifically are we going to be talking about? And just to give a little bit of a uh, little bit of a basic idea of how it's going to go, we're going to be kind of going through our history with gaming and um, what are some of our experiences growing up and things like that. And then we're going to talk a little bit about like what makes video games good, what makes them bad, and then maybe share some good memories or favorite memories from gaming and things like that. So to kick things off, we're going to start with, we're going to start with history. That's a, a wonderful subject. And so for you guys, the question is, what was your experience with gaming growing up? Um, like who did you play with or do you have any special memories and, and what kind of games did you play? Like as when I say growing up, like maybe in your first, you know, 13-ish years, maybe something like that. That's a lot of time to cover. I mean, you don't have to, you don't have to, you know, write every single down. Don't give me a year-by-year timeline, just kind of general stuff. Yeah. So, Matt seems in- incredibly prepared, it so if he wants to go when first. I was born. Yeah, I can go first. <laughs> Andrew just, <laughs> Andrew just popped out and they, they well, gave him a Game Boy and he was set. <laughs> back in 1999. Yeah, 99. Okay. That dates me. Y2K, <laughs> let's go. Man. <laughs> okay, anyway, I'll start. On one hand, I feel old, but that's... Not Wait, aren't you? Aren't we the same age? Yeah. Man, how does that work? Uh, I don't can I start? Yeah, no. Matt, okay, okay, sorry. <laughs> so, when I was four years old, so this is like 2001, that's kind of when I started to play video games. Um, and we had... A lot of Nintendo consoles growing up. So we had the Super Nintendo and the 64. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Very first game, Super Mario World. It was great. But, so I have two brothers. My older brother, he's kind of a jerk. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. (laughs) I mean, he used to be. So he would always make fun of me and stuff. So, And my other brother just kind of uh, did his own thing. He had lots of crafts and other projects he's working on so a lot of the video games I played back when they were by myself but anyway um so yeah and the GameCube I would play like Super Mario Sunshine Super Smash Bros. Melee Ooh. stuff like that later on we got like a Playstation Xbox um I'd play like Little Big Planet and but then I really got into PC gaming and we had a XP Windows XP computer <laughs> And I'd play like. What's the startup sound for? Uh, startup. Matt, sound can you do XP. can you do a um, a sound bite of the? Is sound? that the do 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 do? Yeah, maybe. I don't I know. Think so. No, don't do it, Andrew. We'll get copyright. <laughs> no, no, no. We also had um, one of those. What are the things that make screeching noises whenever you start it up? Like dial up. Yeah, dial, dial up internet. We had dial up back then too. I remember dial-up. I, I don't. I'm young, <laughs> but I know what it was. <laughs> I would, like, sneak down into the family room at, like, 6 in the morning and turn up the turn on the computer, and then there's just... 
going on? Yeah. <laughs> did you did you ever get caught doing that? Um, maybe once or twice. I have a computer horror story. Yeah. Uh, so my dad had this work computer, and one day, part of my gaming experience. So, one day I'm playing uh, Webkins, and I get the bright idea to stick a magnet to the computer. Oh, yeah, you don't do that. That's not a good that's idea. Not that's good. a bad idea. And in my little adolescent mind, I thought I captured the entire screen inside of a magnet. <laughs> that's not what happens. No. And that was life lessons with Andrew. Okay. Now, now you... back to Matt. All right. So Windows XP. Um, I play games like RuneScape and Roblox. Oof. Oh, yeah. Oof. I don't know about that, mm. but that's okay. That's so good. Uh Anyway, but then a little bit later, um, I discovered Minecraft, and this was like 2010, and I was all about Minecraft, and we got a, a Windows 7 laptop, big upgrade. Mm. Um, yeah. So Minecraft was like my life back then. It's like all I could think about. Um, but a little bit after I started to play Minecraft, I lost a couple of my f- I shouldn't say lost, but they, I was separated from them. One moved away, and one I just sort of lost touch with. Um, and so it was a lot of Minecraft by myself, mm-hmm. but maybe some, like, with my brothers. Yeah, so had you, I know you said you started off not really playing with your brothers much at all. Over the course of, you know, that 10 years, did you start playing with your brothers more at all? Or? Um, some. I would play, let's see. I played maybe like 15% of my time with video games with my brothers. Oh, okay. Or friends. So it was just kind of like every now and then. But most of the time it was by myself. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. You got anything else to add there? Is that, is that about the, the gist of the history? Well, coming closer to more recent times, um, I've been doing more Steam games, but still very heavy on PC gaming. Because um, we we can get into um, yeah, we can save that for later. Yeah, we can get into what we do now because that's a little bit different question. What about you, Andrew? What um, what's your experience? You got any anything to add here? Oh boy. Uh, okay, so my first glimmer of gaming was sitting down next to my mom who would play. The original Super Mario Bros. on the NES. She would hand. She she did the big brother move of handing me an unplugged controller. (laughs) I thought I was playing. I thought I was amazing. And no, just my mother saving uh, the princess. And then what ends up happening is I start playing and I realize I suck. Uh, There was that Tetris. Um, Oh, I think there was some game called like. Starbase or something. It was like robot baseball on the NES. I don't remember the name of it. That that like I was like, oh that's really cool. I didn't dive a lot of time into it. Then uh when I was really young, maybe like four or five, six, somewhere in there, we went to go visit some family in uh Indiana and what ended up happening was uh their my cousins had a PS two. And this was the time where I was introduced into games that really influence what I play now, like 
ATV Off-Road Fury, oh, yeah. uh, War of the Monsters. That is a game on PS2. If is that a... It's an exclusive. Is that a fighting game? It is a fighting game. Is that like the Godzilla fighting game? It, it's like, you got like Godzilla, King Kong, you got a yeah, robot, yeah, a yeah. I think I do. An alien if you complete the entire story. Nice. There was like some deal if you played like Twisted Metal, you could play a Sweet Tooth in it. It was crazy. Um, then like SSX3, mm-hmm. you know, played playing that before we start this. My game is probably very big into me. Uh, 007, Agent Under Fire, and Medal of Honor Rising Sun. Are those both PS2 games? Those, they're on the PS2. Okay. Um, they're yeah. not... What did you play them on? Do you I, I played them on PS2, okay. yeah. yeah. Uh, they're, they're big influences into basically how I'd go about now with like first-person shooters. Yeah. I learned how to rocket jump in the old James Bond games. That that was a skill. Gotcha. So I mean, a lot of my memories were uh, playing with family, and then for like a week, I had a GameCube, and then I traded it for a PS2. Do you regret that decision? Um, There's some pretty sick GameCube exclusives. I, don't know, I bro. think I I think PS2 is probably better time, overall, but at the time, I wanted to be more like my my cousins and have a PS2. Gotcha. Because that's where all my memories were. Yeah, so did you... Matt said he played probably about roughly 15% like with friends and family. What what would you say? Was it mostly by yourself or mostly with friends and family? There there was a... Like, when I was really young, I, I would play with my sister or my mom, you know. Whoever was there. That, that, and it was about the time that the PS2 entered our household there's maybe a few months where I would play with my sister and my dad every now and then but it slowly turned into me playing by myself a lot mm-hmm. and it I mean from there I I can't complain got introduced into more story based games play a lot of those so awesome good foundation um for myself I so I've, I've probably been playing games since I was, I think Matt said he was like four. I think that's probably roughly where I where I was too, probably around four or five. Uh, the earliest memories I have of gaming were there was Madden, Madden 2002. Now, that, now that's a throwback oh, for you. That's old. I just play as yeah. Brett Favre all the time because my older brother loved Brett Favre and so course i did too um and there's an old pc game called croc that i would play a lot too i was scared to death it was there was a there was a monster in that thing dude i tell you it's all those polygons they freaked me out as a kid yeah anyway but really for me growing up um i played games mostly mostly with other people um my family had like a like a time limit. Um, my mom had that established where I could only play for like I think it was like half an hour a day was the limit. And then the only time I could go over that was if I was playing with someone else. And so that's what I would do a lot of the time. I would play by myself some, um, but most of the time I would be playing with friends. I played so many games with friends. Um, 
And I played with my older brother a lot. Uh, we had a a uh, a thing called JC time, which is you know my my older brother's name is Josh. Um, my name is Kurt, you know, JC. But it was also supposed to be like Jesus Christ, you know, coming from a Christian background. And so that was sort of a time where me and my older brother would hang out for maybe like an hour or something like that. And usually it was just like he would drive me to the store and we'd like get some pop or candy and then maybe maybe talk about um, sometimes we talk about like Bible related stuff and a lot of times you know as a kid I I did like that but I also just enjoyed spending time playing games with him and stuff so I remember constantly asking him to do stuff which now that I'm like college age I'm like dude he probably had so many other things going on with like work and college and things like that so that's really cool like that he spent that time with me and um because he's, he's like, what? Uh, he's like 10 years older than me. Um, wow. And so that was a lot of fun. Uh, I played a lot of Lego games. Uh, probably the game I played the most growing up was uh, Lego Star Wars 2, mm. the original trilogy. That was a good one. That was a really good game. Um, I played that a lot with my brothers. I did play some with my younger brother, too, um, but he was pretty little at the time so not as much uh we had a over the hedge game i played that with uh one of my friends and that was a ton of fun we played that so much um in general uh we played a lot a lot of nintendo games we had a, a wii um my old brother my older brother gave my younger brother a game boy that he had like found at work and then I, through some manipulating, like, traded a bunch of games to my younger brother just so I could say the Game Boy was mine. Yeah. And so then I played a ton of Pokemon Yellow. I remember being in bed. Sorry, parents, but, yeah. I was in... <laughs> I remember being in bed, like, late at night. With, there's no backlight on the Game Boy, so I was literally with a Game Boy and then Pokemon Yellow plugged in, and I had a flashlight... Like under my chin, that I'd like hold down. Oh yeah. And like just so I could see. And those were the days before the backlights. Yeah, yeah. Game Boy Color. That was that was the way to go. <laughs> uh, and then you know, as I got a little bit older, uh, I played a lot of Star Wars Battlefront Two. That was a really good PS2 game. Um, up to that point, I hadn't played a lot of story games, but maybe when I was like 12, 12 or thirteen, I got the first like story driven game that was like really heavily story driven that I ever played was um, The Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time which is an old game but like so that was really awesome Um, and that kind of that was kind of the first story driven game I played and so that kind of shifted a lot of my to what I play now I guess so yeah that's kind of our background with things but what about what about now? How do you guys still play games for the same reasons? Um, do you what what games are you into these days? Um, so previously, I would play most games by myself. Um, I would still play like Smash Bros. or um, like you said, Lego Star Wars. I'd play those with my brothers. Um, 
but most of my video games were by myself. Um, lately, I've been playing more with friends, I guess because I'm surrounded by people more. Mm -hmm. um, and so I find it more enjoyable, or more fulfilling, I should say, to play with other people rather than playing by myself. Yeah, yeah. I would agree with that largely, yeah. What, uh, so that, that's kind of different reasons why you play now, but what, do you still play, like, the same games, or what, what games have you been into these days? Well, I can't say I've played the same type of games, because the games have changed over time. Yeah. A lot. Um. What about just games that you've been playing recently? I'll just go with that instead. I'm gonna have to go with Minecraft. Some things never change. <laughs> Some things never change. Um. You got that bumblebee update, bro. You gotta. Oh yeah, gotta get, those, get get that honey. Get those bees. <laughs> and uh, the Nether updates here soon. There's a Nether update. Yeah, okay. it's coming up. Just breaking. What is in the Nether update? Uh, Nether biomes. What? Yeah, it's not. Yeah. It's not that new of news. What? Well, okay. To be fair, I haven't been paying any attention. Okay. Well, comes pardon out me. Like we have to pause the podcast permanently while I go anticipate. Um, Another update. Just for anticipation, when it comes out, you're just gonna start the podcast again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. Not no, I'm not. I'm not even gonna play it when it starts. I just, <laughs> I just can't handle the tension. <laughs> Minecraft. What else, Matt? Is that it? Um, so lately, because I've been playing more with people, mm -hmm. um, people locally, because um, I can play games like Minecraft online with my friend Josh or whatever. Yeah. But. So because I've been playing more local, like, party games, I'm more into console gaming. So that would be the Wii U, the Switch, stuff like that. Because I'm still into Nintendo, since that was what I grew up with. Gotcha. Andrew, do you play with anybody named Josh? Uh, yeah. <laughs> so just so not, you know... Not, not the same Josh. If you guys ever want to have gaming buddies, just find somebody named Josh and they'll play with you. <laughs> So mostly still just Nintendo stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Nintendo and PC. And you've been playing a lot of Guitar Hero. Oh recently. yeah. And I think you've you played that a lot in the past too. Yeah. Have you completed through the Fire and the Flames? Yes. Yet? The question. No, I'm. I got up to eighty-three percent. On expert, right? On expert. Yeah. Oh, I am new to Guitar Hero, um, and so I've been trying to do Fire and the Flames on medium. And I can't get past like the solos, mm. and then one day, one day I got past them, but I was just so tired, and I I failed the song at ninety six percent. It was so embarrassing. And then he will not be named for what what's the for for his own sake for, for protection or something like that. I don't know. The names in this story have been changed for so my friend Bob <laughs> played the fire and the flames. First time. Four times. He beat it oh. on his fourth try. Not even... Oh, don't worry, Bob. I'm not mad. You know who you are. <laughs> I'm just going to cry for a while is all. Anyway, Andrew, what What? Uh, what about today? What's your gaming life today? What games do you play? Do you play for the same reasons? Um, my, my motives for a while, like throughout high school, definitely did change. Because in high school, I saw it as I could potentially make a career off of playing games. Mm -hmm. So 
I hosted some small tournaments throughout my high school and uh, in the town, and I I won a handful of them. Uh, <laughs> that sounds like you rigged it. <laughs> no, well, I set them up I, and then I won. <laughs> Actually, Andrew was the only participant I, 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 in the I, tournament. <laughs> I lost. I lost more of them than I won, though. Okay, I can that's say fair. that. Are you talking like Smash Bros. or Call of Duty? Um, it was a little bit of everything. There's uh, Call. We did Z- Call of Duty zombie tournaments. Oh yeah, just whoever lasts longest. Yeah, uh, and we did them round based, and we would have double elimination. Double elimination for round based games. Terrible idea. Never do it because it lasts forever. This uh, has been life lessons with Andrew again. <laughs> another one. All right. Just and, keep it rolling. And then uh, I got into game battles for a little bit. Um, joined a Black Ops 2 clan way after the heyday of that game. Uh, and then I guess once college hit. Oh, okay. And throughout the high school, I still played, you know, my fair share of story-driven games. And then college hit, and I... Transitioned more into just whatever game was in the console at the time, mm. basically. That's what I started doing. But uh, recently it's been a lot of... It's been a mixture. Um, there's been Control. Just finished that. Which you hated. Uh, I don't know if I... I think if I had sat down and played it from start to finish, my opinion would be different on it. Yeah, But that's because true. I was stuck at one part for the longest time. Um, SSX3 is still my rotation of games I play. It is currently, there's a TV in this room, and it is currently on the TV. <laughs> it's paused at the moment. It is paused, yep. I think I'm on peak one in some snow, and like, uh, in a trick-off. I don't know what it is at the moment. Uh, Modern Warfare 2019. That's been going through. Life mm-hmm. is Strange. Uh, Minecraft. Mm-hmm. Been playing with Matt a little bit. Uh, Doki Doki Literature Club. Oh dear, gotta put that out. <laughs> I want. I still want to see the end of that. Yeah. Um, yeah. These guys haven't seen it yet, but I have. Yeah. We'll we'll get to talking about that in a little bit. Or at least <laughs> I'm going to talk about that here soon. But we've been playing like games together and oh, stuff. Mortal Kombat. I, actually, it's kind of interesting. Uh, growing up, I I played like. Mortal Kombat, Grand Theft Auto, like Mortal Kombat, Armageddon, Grand Theft Auto Three, Vice City, San Andreas, and then I I took a break from all those games when I got my 360. Hmm. Didn't really go back to them until I got my one my Xbox One. I was like, well, you know, I'm, I I enjoyed these games way back then. Maybe I'll enjoy them now. Who knows? Uh, Jedi Fallen Order. Great game. I'm enjoying it. I'm like maybe 25% of the way through it. Do not complain whatsoever. Giant spiders. I, yes. hate, I hate those. Yeah, so I, I, um, Andrew hates spiders, and I bought him Limbo for uh, <laughs> probably the worst, no offense, guys, but the worst Secret Santa in the history of mankind. It was so embarrassing. Everybody messed up. Um, (laughs) Anyway, I bought Andrew Limbo, which, for those of you who don't know, there's a giant spider who kind of chases you around in that game. So that's a good move on my part. Anyway, I made it past. So I I guess 
the reasons why I play games now is both for a community aspect and I, I guess for like learning story-wise because that's one thing I really want to go into is story making and overall just trying to outdo my own performance in games. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess that's where it all started and obviously I did, you know, go off from that a little bit. I was like, oh, I'm just going to go into it competitively, but that didn't that's, work out. It's so pretty well. tough thing to get into. Oh, yeah, definitely. So I personally... Uh, how has it changed for me? Let me think here. So for one, I don't play as many Nintendo games. Um, and that's almost entirely because I bought a PS4 a couple years ago. Um, and so I pretty much, pretty much just switched to playing like modern games instead of playing Wii games. Although I still, I still have a Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword. I really want to play that at some point because I, I wanted to play that game like ever since I was like 12. So that's definitely been on my list. And I have it now. So at some point I'll finish that. Um, the biggest shift for me is uh, I started playing a lot more when I was younger. And I've also been, because there are so many great uh, modern story driven games, I've done a lot more a lot more single-player story games, um, whereas when I was younger, it was almost exclusively... Not exclusively. It was primarily with other people, and it's kind of shifted to now it's probably about... It's probably about 50-50 of me playing a story game on my own versus me playing with friends um, doing video games. And, uh, yeah, so story-driven games, modern ones. Uh, PS4 has... I think, unarguably, the best exclusive games. Uh, I'd say as of right now, con- cons- okay, you can't count Cosmo. PC. You can't count PC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because there's so many Although, okay, games to be fair, all Nintendo yeah. games are exclusive Nintendo games, so I, I understand that. it depends that. on the genre that you're interested in. Yeah, that's true. Uh, the, the best single-player story-driven exclusive games so i've been playing uh i played through horizon zero dawn uh awesome game you shoot robot dinosaurs with a bow and arrow and feel awesome anyway that's okay (laughs) there's a very bad description of the game but you do do that so that's awesome uh last of us that's a great game i played last of us remastered shout out to andrew for buying that for me um, and then uh, Uncharted. I'm currently on Uncharted 4, um, about a third of the way through that game, and then Spider-Man PS4. And then, uh, so that's kind of the story-driven games I've been playing a lot. And then the three of us have been playing a lot of games on our own. Uh, we played through the three of us on our own. Three of us together. There we that's go. That's the word. That's the word I was looking for. I've been playing several games um we played through life is strange together uh also the the prequel of that game and then we've been playing like most recently a lot of guitar hero and lego rock band a lot of that too much of that (laughs) probably probably too much rock band and there was a time when we played minecraft too 
Yeah, you guys have... So, I haven't been able to play Minecraft with you guys because True. until recently they have it updated where now PS4 is also cross-platform. Um, so hopefully at some point they'll figure out realms and that jazz and we can we can go explore the nether update whenever that happens. Um, and I don't play with my, my older brother uh, just because he doesn't have like a way to play online and stuff like that but i do play with my younger brother now we play uh we play apex legends quite a bit and that's a lot of fun um but yeah for me the main shift has been i really do want to be more especially especially recently um i'm talking like the past month or so is to not just waste time on games but to actually be intentional with why I'm playing games. So usually that would mean that I'm either playing with other people or I'm playing through a story game or, you know, uh, right now I'm working on some YouTube stuff. So working on content creation, I guess, and some of that requires gaming. But yeah, um, and I did, I did talk about how I've kind of had a shift in mentality so we're gonna use that as a segue so we all still play games what do you guys think is your weekly average for how how much you play games so how many hours a week do you play games and then getting into a little bit of uh some of the moral components behind gaming like it do you think that's a healthy thing or not whatever the amount you have is is it healthy or unhealthy why or why not and then really just in general what are some of the some of the downsides to game we're going to talk about some of the good things after that but downsides to gaming we could keep going in our little trifecta triangle here but uh do you want me to get this over with and just say my numbers andrew andrew has been dreading this for <laughs> the past at least 40 minutes. Because that's how long we've been doing, by the way. Oh, great. Yeah, I know. We're doing well. I think we're on pace. Time flies. All right. Time flies when you're having fun. <laughs> yeah. All right. right, Paige. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thanks, Paige. Hey, you're welcome. And that was Paige with <laughs> the commentary. <laughs> she is still here. <laughs> so, Andrew, you can go first if you want to. What do I think my weekly average is playing games? Yes. And okay, so... You can qualify it however you want, but in the end, you still have to. I'm I'm going to give you a few different scenarios. Okay, just go for it. Before I had a job, mm-hmm. yep. way way too much time. Okay. Uh, there was maybe like twelve hours a day. Ooh, that's a lot of hours. Whoa, 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 wait, whoa, wait, you whoa. said day. Well, let, let yeah, yeah. Okay. Let, let me say let me say that with a grain of salt. There would Must be, be one big grain of salt, Andrew. <laughs> there, there would be like I I wouldn't play for like one, two, three days. Okay, so like I I would get all this gaming in once, maybe play like two hours the next day, then not play the following day, not play the following day, maybe one the next day. Like it was very sporadic. You could not keep track of it. But yet again, my what was it, 1,000-plus hours of Black Ops 4 definitely yeah. does not help that. In, um, like, a year. In, 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 yeah, one year. One year is the game being out. Uh, but what about, what about 
today. Well, and, and like over the past, if you had to look at maybe the past month and average all those weeks, like what what do you think the weekly average is? So you also get into a weird situation there. Okay. So I I can go back to let's say summertime. Okay. So then a lot of my time would be spent playing with other people. So maybe, you know, 24, 30 hours a week okay. spent playing a game. But then once I really got into work, when I, once I was really into ga- at, at GameStop, you know, I it, it, it kind of sl- – it, it has its moments where it picks up and slows down. But very recently I was promoted, so it has slowed down quite a bit. Yeah, you've been working more. To where – I don't know my average off the top of my head. I'm going to assume maybe 15 hours a week. Oh, really? Depend, totally dependent on how many hours a day I work. Yeah, that's true. If, you, if you're working a lot of the day, then... And then on top of that, anything outside of work that I do with friends or do, hang out at home, it's... Hard to narrow it down, but I will say my time playing games has, and and I'll admit I'm I'm kind of sad that that time has gone down because, for me playing games was a pastime, mm-hmm. and it's it's generally you know the uh, winter time where I spend most of my time playing games and because you know can't really go outside and do stuff. But so you'd say probably anywhere from. Like a 15-hour minimum to maybe like a 25-hour maximum in a week. Yeah, somewhere, somewhere in, there. in there. Okay. Now, whether or not that's healthy, I mean, for me, I've I always had a counter to that. Okay. When, like, over summer when, when I would play a lot, I was also, like, doing sports. I was a camp counselor. I would go out lawn boarding. I would do all these other things outside of gaming to just kind of counteract that. Did I lose a lot of sleep? Yeah. Do I generally get a lot of sleep? Absolutely not. Mm-hmm. And I, I am that type of person who is built to where I can run on four hours of sleep. But then, you know, there will be a day where I have to... Get, Eventually you're yeah. going to crash and get like 12 hours of sleep on a Friday. But. Yeah, but I mean, that, that happens one day and then I'm mm-hmm. going to go for another, you know, week getting four hours of sleep a night. So... I think, go going to the final part of this of you know benefits or downsides. Yeah, just let's start with the de- we'll we'll talk about benefits later. But what would you say downsides are? Because you you have mentioned lack of sleep. Now for you, you also generally just don't get much sleep in, in yeah, general. Yeah, so. I just don't sleep. But you have to still probably think that if you're up playing games so that might affect it some but i'll let you yeah, decide yeah. would you um well i mean alongside that i gen i at least used to do a little bit of content creation mm-hmm. not only for myself but for my cousin and then shout out, uh, shout, <laughs> shout out to the youtube channel with eli so, self-promotional plug all right and then also technically working through gamestop playing games is kind of homework you do have to... It's not set how much, but you are... have to play enough to have an opinion. Yeah, you are You are required for your job to play games, like, somewhat regularly. 
So I think for myself, one of the major downsides that I personally have is loss of sleep. Okay. But I feel like generally with everything else, I have a decent grip on it. Okay. You know, just just going off the past few months, decent grip on my balance between everything. Um, now for gen- generally speaking, is this healthy? Is this good? No. You don't think so? No. For for your average person, no. But you're talking about hours wise. Yeah, okay. hours wise, the amount of time that I put into games, it's not good for the normal person. But yet again, I'm not spending spending all that time playing Fortnite. Yeah, that's there's there is a little bit of a difference between spending eight hours in a dark basement playing Fortnite by yourself versus playing like, spending two hours, you know, playing Rock Band with your buddies. Now, whether or not either of those things are good, you could maybe look into. Yeah. But the fact of the matter is, they are different. You know. Okay. What about what about you, Matt? What do you think? Uh, weekly average, healthy, unhealthy, and downsides. Okay. Well, currently, probably I play like twenty hours a week, mm-hmm. maybe. Um. Back in, like, high school days, it was a lot more. It was, like, 30 to 35, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, but then once I got to college, uh, I found a lot of other things to do in my free time. Um, so my game time has decreased quite a bit. But um, And also I'm playing more games with other people rather than most of that being by myself. So. Mm-hmm. What um, do you th- what what do you think? Okay, so you said your average, probably around twenty. Around twenty hours a week. Okay, do you think that's good then? Healthy, unhealthy? Well, I don't know if it's really healthy, but I don't know if it's unhealthy either because a lot of that is with friends, and okay. so I feel like that could be a good thing. Yeah. And you did say, okay, you didn't say this, but I was going to bring it up. You also haven't been working very regularly at all, and you did just get a job where now you're going to be working. Yeah, so I regularly. graduated about well, almost a year ago, like nine months ago, mm-hmm. um, and I just got a job. So for a while, I had a lot of free time. Yeah. Um, but now... With my job, I'm going to be um, playing a lot fewer video games. Yeah. Jobs make a big difference in that. That is very true. Yeah. And it's weird because you might look at yourself now and be like, oh, I play I play a fair amount of games. You, you hit that job, you're like, I wish I had that time. Not not, not necessarily yeah. to you know invest in the games, but you, know, you just wish you had all that free time again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it depends on what kind of job you have, whether or not you whether or not you find your job fulfilling and things like that. I mean, by all means, yeah. I love my job, but... Yeah, I, yeah. I still like to have, you know, some me time. Yeah, yeah, I feel you. Matt, downsides to gaming. Um, well, I, I think with anything, it could be a bad thing. If you're spending too much time playing video games by yourself... And it separates you from the people around you. That's a bad thing. Mm-hmm. 
But that, that could be with anything, like books, movies, yeah. etc. Um, I don't think video games, well, generally they're not bad themselves, I don't think. Okay. It's what we do with the time that we have. I mean, some video games like GTA V, I don't think those are very good because of the content that's in them, but... Yeah, shame on you. That's Andrew. a... <laughs> <laughs> hey, even though I played, you know, GTA as a kid, I mean... It's probably not good. That would be, be my opinion. I, I wouldn't recommend letting a middle school kid play GTA. Yeah. Not, not, not even a high school kid. That's stretching it. But I... I do think um, it's all about your mindset, you know, mm-hmm. D- differing a game from reality, which yeah, a lot of people... But they do influence I mean, each other, and that's They, they, they do, yes. they do. Or you have to be careful. Shout out to uh, my future self. If I ever have a kid, uh, don't let them play GTA. All right, <laughs> this has been past, Kurt. Thank you. Chapter <laughs> ESRD. So, Matt, you think it depends a lot on... Um, Sort of, th- you would agree that there are some objectively bad content-wise yes. issues in games, but you would also say that it kind of depends on why you play games, and yeah. Whether or not you're doing it with other people or just kind of by yourself. Exactly. Okay. I agree. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> there's some dumb people out there. Don't get me wrong. I work in retail for crying out loud. <laughs> uh, I, I agree with that, and I, they, okay, they're not, using, continue to use GTA as an example, mm. there's an ESRB rating for a reason. Yeah. That is very true. So when a parent comes into GameStop, and they're like, I want to buy GTA 5 for my son, and their son standing right there, they, they're like, what, eight years old? Mm-hmm. I'm always like, hey, remember, this game has violence, strong language nudity, sexual content, drug and alcohol references. Are you sure you want to buy this for your kid? They say, yeah, it's whatever their dad plays it. Okay, there is a... You can play the game one way to allow a kid to be in the same room as you. Yeah, but there's definitely ways you can play it where that would be a bad thing. That's like... And that's only like 10% of the game. The other 90%, if you're giving your kid the game, they can explore all that. Yeah, that's... It's not okay. So for for me for myself because you know I still need to answer these questions oh, yeah. too. Uh, I try to think through uh, what it has been recently, and so for me recently is like the past mm, past month ish. That might be a little bit different because I did play more than I regularly do over Christmas break. Um, but I'm gonna say recently it's been 15 hours a week. Um, because usually I'll have, usually I don't play for more than like three hours a day. Um, and a lot of times that's split up where I played for like an hour and a half by myself and maybe like an hour and a half with you guys later in the day. Um, or, you know, sometimes I play with my brother and sometimes I just need to do other things and so I don't play at all. So, yeah, half of that is probably playing with friends and the other half is probably story-driven single-player games a little bit of working on video ideas and that's more of a recent thing um and then every now and then just kind of 
just to relax, like just to get my mind off of school and things like that. So with that in mind, in this particular scenario, how I'm currently playing games, I think is healthy. Like I, I'm, I don't sit down anymore like I used to and be like, I'm bored, I should play a game. I try to at least have a reason going in before I play a game. So the amount of time you spend does depend. Like if you are literally, if you are, if you make a living off of content creation, there's a lot of YouTubers who do that, right? You're probably playing games 40 hours a week, but it's also like your job, right? So that's a little bit of a different scenario. But again, there is a difference between a whole bunch of different scenarios. So the amount of time that you spend on a game matters, but what matters more is why you were playing games. Um, and for myself, I've seen I've seen several downsides. Um, I've actually, I, I wrote a paper for college for talking about what are the benefits of gaming, but as I was doing that, I would also, you know, come across downsides and things like that. Um, and then just from personal experience. Primarily, it has been distracting me from things that matter more. That would I say is the biggest downfall of playing video games is spending your time on things that aren't as important as, you know, say your family. That happened to me a little bit over Christmas break. I tried to be careful, but even looking back, I was like, there are a couple times where it was like, hey, I haven't seen my family in a while, and yet I'm in here playing games, and when I could be hanging out with my family, you know? Yeah. And so that's something that I think everybody needs to be, like, self-aware of, is where is it, where's your priorities in life? Like, for me, if God is my biggest priority in life, um then why am I spending so much time on games? You know, when I could be out reading my Bible or doing things like that or, you know, getting to know other people outside of games or spreading the gospel, things like that. And was I, could I be spending time with God? Could I be spending time with my family? Do I need to be doing homework right now? That is a very real thing, and I have struggled with procrastination, not just because of gaming, just in general, but... Gaming hasn't helped with that. And I've also... Uh, I played a lot of Overwatch, and that's a game that really requires team-based communication to do well. And when you solo queue in Overwatch, there's a, about a 50-50 chance you're going to run into... Well, actually, no. First of all, there's a 70% chance no one is going to say anything and your team's going to stink because of it. But in that 30%, <laughs> It's about a 50-50 of people being really toxic and cussing people out and things like that and really not being helpful or putting good things into your head. But then the other... That's not just Overwatch. And that's not just Overwatch. Overwatch does particularly suffer. I think it's gotten better over the years. But there's also the other 15% where it's like, well, I just met this random guy from, you know, such and such and... We're doing awesome. Like that's mm-hmm. that's cool. But I don't want to emphasize that quite yet. I'm mostly talking about the uh, the toxic part of it. So there's definitely a lot, a lot of downsides you could look into. 
you can look into video game addiction um, as far as it triggering like dopamine in your in your head and things like that. And there is some there is some legitimate uh, research behind that. And there's a lot of different aspects you could look at. But we also play games, right? And so that's something yeah. we all need to be aware of. But if we're still playing games, then there's obviously some justification at least in you know our minds that we've made for them and so i do want to kind of transition that to what are some of the the positives of gaming um in fact let's go this let's name name one game that has influenced your life in a positive way now i know that might be kind of hard to pin down and influenced your life in a positive way you could look at a whole slew of different aspects of that but name one game and then maybe just some general uh benefits that you think of gaming just one game you only get one game see i'm sorry man i know you've played like a thousand and two games in your life but well well, here's my thing because i can break it down into three different games Actually, no, two. Nope, you get one game. That's all you get. <laughs> Where are you at an hour, bro? You yeah. Get, you I, get one game. Yeah. I, talk, to talk about the benefits, too? One game. Uh, Maybe match ago. You can think about it for a while. Yeah, so the one game I've definitely played the most hours of is Minecraft. For sure. And like you said, I had an addiction to Minecraft. It was like releasing dopamine into my brain. It's like all Matt could do was be like... Gotta get that yeah. diamond armor. Well, I... Yeah. You probably already had diamond armor. <laughs> it, it was a modded Minecraft, but anyway. Oh, okay. <laughs> what kind? Anyway, so Minecraft has definitely influenced me the most, both good and bad, positively and negatively. Okay. So I'll talk about the positive influence it's had. Um, I would say because I played with my friends, that's probably the biggest positive impact it had. Um, so, like, before, one of my friends I lost contact with, but then Mm -hmm. I met him again, and we became friends again, um, and we would always play modded Minecraft together, and so that was sort of our way of connecting, and even to this day, I still play modded Minecraft with him. That's cool. Um, so probably the benefit of games for me is just... Um, the community with people. Mm-hmm. What, because uh, I agree, community is a huge aspect, and in your case, fostering good community and not like toxic Overwatch people. Anyway, yeah. but <laughs> what do you think as far as you could have been spending time with friends in like some other fashion? I guess mm-hmm. I'm not saying that you you needed to, but what. Is there anything unique to video games that you think made that time especially, like, worthwhile, I guess? Well. That's kind of a philosophical question for First you, of all, I kind of grew up in a smaller town, so there wasn't a whole lot to do outside of video games. Oh, that's very true, yeah. Um, but I think also just creating, like, these fantasy worlds that we can explore together mm-hmm. is unique. I guess. Yeah, especially to Minecraft. Uh, Minecraft is really good as far as sandbox. Because you could... Uh, I'm trying to think of other th- similar things that you could maybe 
like draw similar similarities to similar things you can draw similarities to wow good sentence oh. kurt i'm not an english major that's for sure i'm kidding i'm english ed i'm sorry pupils oh. of the future um <laughs> <laughs> but things that you could draw similarities to of that experience would be like you know going out in the woods with a stick and you know exploring some world i remember you know i would do that in my backyard um with yeah. friends and things like that or you know legos legos i think would be another similar alternative but of those i'd say minecraft is probably unique because it's it's not it's not tangible like you mm-hmm. can't go pick it up or anything like that but it's unique because it's like saved in a world and it's like all your creations that you've built over the years like they'll stay legos tend to get destroyed over time you know they're pretty strong no i mean like your creations oh usually you (laughs) your death star doesn't last till you're 20 unless you're awesome or something like that you glue the pieces together and put yeah, them if in you glass want, case. See, but if you're uh, if you glue them together, at, then there's touch. no hope. You can't. You ever, gotta buy more Legos. You gotta buy more Legos. Oh, I see what you did there. Shame on you again. <laughs> Leave this podcast. All right. No, no, no. Come back. I need your content. <laughs> <laughs> I need your input, Andrew. Don't leave me. And also, I think for me, the draw to playing games <clears throat> like Minecraft through the internet rather than meeting up in person mm-hmm. is that you don't have to leave your house like <laughs> I don't want to go across town I feel that right, as a kid without a car that's true yeah you have to get like a ride from your parents or whatever yeah. or things like that so there is definitely some some aspect of convenience that would help with that. Yeah. Andrew did you figure it out yet what your, yep. what's your one game and you're going to hate me for this answer okay because as long as it's not Call of Duty Black Ops Four, can't can't can, okay. Okay, I'm getting. Can be a franchise, uh, is that, or is that stretching it? Well, if all sure, the games are the sure, same, you okay, can, you can do what you want. I'm I'm gonna go with the Call of Duty franchise. Okay, so Call of Duty franchise. They're pretty much all the same. Uh, <laughs> basically, burn. basically, that's not even a burn. That's that's a fact. Okay, yeah, that's true. All right, so except for advanced Wars. they're they're. Uh, <laughs> gonna exo jump everywhere. All right, so here's the thing with that. Um, Matt is currently displaying what an exo jump looks like. <laughs> it's very exciting. <laughs> if I if I could describe it, I would, but it's just so beautiful that I can't. <laughs> it is beyond comprehension. Okay, so you go back to the original Modern Warfare trilogy. Mm-hmm. You have the benefits of listening to music by Hans Zimmer. Ooh. He's good. Kung Fu Panda, bro. That's right. And Hans Zimmer. He did the music for Kung Fu Panda. Yeah, I think so. Uh, Correct me if I'm wrong, I internet. I don't think that's Paige is fact-checking me. Okay, Google. So Okay. Did Hans Zimmer make the music for Kung Fu Panda? <laughs> Hans Zimmer. Hans Zimmer. Is Kung Fu Panda. John oh, John Powell Kung Fu Panda Three is How to Train Your Dragon. If I remember, wait, there, right. there's three Kung Fu Panda movies. Yeah, 
The third one's not that good. The first one's amazing. <laughs> Second one, there's that one scene where he does the cool thing with the thing. That one's cool. <laughs> but <laughs> Okay. Um, Back to Hans Zimmer. So, thing is, I was in band from middle school, through middle school and high school. Mm-hmm. So, music has a big impact on my life. And I got to play a few Hans Zimmer pieces throughout that time. Nice. So having somewhere to connect back to, over, I was like, oh, I already know who this is. I know what his music is like. Boom. That's pretty neat. And then you also get the fantastic storytelling from Modern Warfare 1 and 2. And then eh, arguably 3. three's okay. And then even Black Ops 1 and 2. Skip 3. 4 doesn't count because there is no campaign. <laughs> um, There's a million Call of Duty games if you're not aware. Ah, uh, there's... Like sixteen. Okay, that's, that's um, and video game language. Well, that's okay, okay, okay. <laughs> so, Black Ops Two was when I really got in into Call of Duty. Mm-hmm. You know, I'd play it on and off and everything. But with Black Ops Two, uh, zombies. No, actually, no. Black Ops One is when I really got into zombies. Black Ops Two is when I got into multiplayer. So, uh, Black Ops Two specifically was the time where. I got into game battles and would play online and meet other people who wanted to, you know, play a little bit competitively. I made a lot of online friends through that. that oh, yeah, you got your uh, Canada friends up in... Yeah, I got some Canadian Up in, Cana- the, up in North friends, Montana. Up in uh, North Florida, deep, deep in the Alaskan Ocean. Okay, so... Wait, what? <laughs> that makes no sense. It makes sense. Oh, okay. In your brain, maybe. <laughs> True. All right. So I made a lot of friends in Black Ops Two. Uh, joined, you know, joined a clan. Had a lot of community through that. Mm-hmm. And then even throughout high school, the you know the four or five people I actually hung out with in person. In person, we would get together and we would do split screen zombies. We would do gun game. Do really stupid things on that game. To where that's where a lot of my Memories, you know, and I also have the memories of, you know, everything else I did throughout that time. Mm-hmm. But I learned a whole lot about community, you know. And not, you know, community isn't something I just learned through gaming, of course. Yeah. And then um, you can even break it down into later on when the game started to pick up speed and get a little bit faster, you know, hand-eye coordination, uh, reflexes. You can break it down that strategy. Yeah, yeah. Ar- arguably strategy. You can <laughs> depends on which Call of Duty is. Um, you you can, <laughs> and then and then even um, being able to know in a moment just by rec- recognizing the outline of a weapon to know who's going to win a gunfight mm-hmm. or who should. Let me rephrase that: who should win the gunfight. So, I I think there's a there are a lot of benefits, but if you're not really, you know, if you're playing the game to be playing the game, you don't necessarily see the benefits. Mm-hmm. Whereas, uh, like... Well, okay, you said you you learned a lot about community yeah. uh, through playing Black Ops, or not Black Ops, Call of Duty. Yeah. Black Ops included in that. Um, what, what did you learn? About community? Yeah. Because you said you learned a lot, so there's probably a couple of ideas. So when it, when it comes to community specifically, I learned um, who, like, communication. Okay. 
because growing up, there's a big old time frame where I went from playing with other people to playing by myself. So I kind of lost my ways to communicate. In my in my head, I, I this is everyone to an extent. Everyone thinks that they are a fantastic communicator in their head, but you know, putting that out verbal verbally, some people have issues with. Whereas when I started playing with other people and talking a lot more, I realized I can call out things. I can recognize locations. I'm able to actually help other people play the game. Mm-hmm. So that that's one thing about community. And then another thing about community is you may not, you know, physically know the person, but you can be playing with someone online for years and you can tell them just about anything. Hmm. And along with that, you get into, you you hear those stories of people who play like League of Legends for years together and one of them falls ill and everyone travels to visit them for the first time. Hmm. You, you hear really strong things about that. And I mean, hmm. I... I shouldn't, I shouldn't say that I would go if, you know, one of them felt ill. Yeah. I'm, But, I mean, if the opportunity came for me to be like, yeah, I'll go visit them, I don't think I'd turn that down. I, I see them just as much as a friend as I do you two. Yeah. So. That is cool. And I, I have, I've, uh, this was one point I did talk about in, uh, as far as online gaming is there's a lot of stories of you said people falling like ill and going to visit there's stories where people would play like world of warcraft together for years and then wind up like getting married in real life and things like that and there's some there's a lot of interesting stuff uh community wise there's so many like you want to talk about people in community just go through reddit forever i I mean this is the good side of the community that people who don't play games don't see that's very true a lot a lot of the a lot of like parents or just people who don't really want to play games or or let me let me rephrase that don't play online games Mm -hmm. typically they see it as you know that one kid down the street who screams into his microphone every time he loses and breaks something yes that is part of Sadly, that is probably the online experience, but that is... Depending on who you are. I, I feel like that is a... Well, let, let, me, let me rephrase that. I, that, that I, don't, I never threw my into. Wii through the, through the TV. Yeah. <laughs> I did, but it's because I didn't have my safety strap on. Shout so, out to safety strap! That was really loud, but was, yeah. shout out to safety strap. My brother also <laughs> threw a Wii remote into the ceiling. Well, All right, raise your hand if you have Wii trauma stories. I did. I was a perfect child. Also, just so you know, you guys will never know who raised their hands because this is audio only. (laughs) Right, Paige? You're right. Thanks, Paige. That was Paige. All right. So so I I guess what I'm saying is I I don't mean that like I'm throwing a remote or snapping in half. You you, you run into people online who do that. I I guess it's more so of even though that depending on the game because especially in like Call of Duty for instance you get that that's you know you get one person in each lobby who's like that pretty much mm-hmm. but you can go to like you know Overwatch Rocket League you know whatever game you want to play and they're spread out more yeah it it is such a small fraction of the gaming community that 
it, it it's kind of sad that it overshadows it. But yet again, that's with any form of group organization community that the bad side overshadows everything else. So yeah. Um. So like I said, I wrote a paper about. Uh, I had five different. It was my final paper for uh, the semester. Um, I went through five different categories of benefits of gaming and broke them down individually, like within the paragraphs and stuff. But I think if I can remember right, the the categories were, uh, as far as positive things, it it had to do with social issues, um, story-driven things. I'm trying a better way to describe this. Social benefits, uh, storytelling benefits, art benefits, uh, some some psychological benefits, and then some uh, cognitive benefits. So there were you could break those down, and the two I would emphasize the most because I think they're the most I think they're the the best justification for games would be would be the social aspects and the story aspects. Those are the two biggest for me. I think there's definitely stuff to be said for art, and like you talked about music and uh, Call of Duty. There's I've heard tons of good music. Legend of Zelda, Nintendo, great music. Matt, you want to go? You want to go over to the piano and play the? No, I'm good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Matt plays Dire 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 Docks theme a lot from Super Mario 64. 64. Shout oh, yeah. out! Oh yeah. <laughs> So social benefits, I've seen a lot of good uh, things come from that. You can maybe look at a little bit of like relaxing. Relaxing is a good thing in the right scenario, but it, it does depend on what you relax in and things like that. But I think there is a small place for gaming and relaxing. But the, the one game I'm going to talk about uh, has to do with storytelling. And this has kind of been my... This has been my soapbox game for like the past month, so I've already talked to you guys some about it, but I've got to tell you more about it, because why not? Okay. So the game that I think has influenced my life in a very positive way, whole, several several different games. It's not, not just one. Um, but for me, I would say it's Hellblade Senua's Sacrifice, which... For anybody, for most people who already think games sound really weird, that's a really weird title. Hellblade, Senua's Sacrifice. Yeah, that that's a mouthful. How is um, that positive, Kurt? How is that positive? Gee, thanks for asking, man. You have the word hell in there. And blade. <laughs> oh. Did you just say the H word? You I'm going to have to censor right? that. Heck. <laughs> This is bad, guys. This, this podcast is going downhill. We're going to get taken off the air. Demonetized. <laughs> no. <laughs> De- demonetized. <laughs> Not demonetized. Just demonetized. <laughs> anyway. Uh, Hellblade is... Demonetized. <laughs> you just, you got just now got it? Oh, come on, man. Uh. <laughs> Hellblade is the game, the very basic premise of it is uh, there's 
it's it's set in like Norse mythology, um, and there's a young woman who is the protagonist, and uh, it's. At the very beginning, it, well, it's kind of established that story as, as the story progresses that her, the man she wanted to marry um, was murdered by like a, uh, an opposing tribe or something like that. And so the premise of the game is that you have to descend into Nordic hell, essentially, in order to bring him back from the dead that's kind of what her her goal is in the game um that's a very rough uh description of it but that's sort of the gist for context that game is the first time i've ever felt like fear in a game because there's a lot of scary games out there like i mean you look at like resident evil or uh andrew what's another scary game Resident Evil, Amnesia, Outlast, um, whole bunch of there's a whole bunch of horror um, games. Anyway. Minecraft. Yes, I have that jumped more than I care to admit when a creeper blows up behind me. It's the scariest there, thing. There's ever. this Horrific. one. There's this one game. Okay, so, so, Roblox. So, 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 sorry, sorry, sorry. Terrifying. Okay. Um, I, I distracted this for the wrong reason. Anyway, that game created fear in me, and it's explicitly designed to. To create fear, and it, to be clarified, it's not a horror game. Um, it's more of an eerie atmosphere. Yeah, the atmosphere is very heavy in the game, um, and it's intended to be that way because the main character uh, experiences psychosis. Um, so she has she has mental illness. So the whole time while you're playing through the game, it's recommended that you wear it wear headphones to play the game right yeah and so the whole time where you're playing the audio is coming through your headphones and you're hearing all these different voices who are talking to senua who's the main character and they're they're loud they're soft they're they're on the left or on the right they're all everywhere it's just and they're constantly talking to you and sometimes it's like encouraging sometimes it's like hey get up get up get up um or other times it's like you'll you'll never be enough you know things like that and so there's all this very conflicting panicked uh audio um and that's just the audio the game itself has all sorts of different visuals um that also are similar similar to things that people see in real life who have uh, different types of mental illness. Um, things like seeing patterns that most people wouldn't connect with, and that's, that's like a game mechanic. And sometimes there's even good things. There's like there's like a lot of beauty, that like a vibrancy and color. And then there's other things where people like have nightmares about like seeing dead corpses and things like that. And these are all different mechanics that tie into the game and the story. And so, for me, the ability to provide a different perspective, and not not just to talk to people about like mental illness, I guess, because there you could go, you know, 
for me, I don't know anyone personally who has like a severe um, mental illness like psychosis. But to be able to experience that in a way that is where I'm not just hearing from them, but also I get to experience like what their life is like. Yeah. Totally different perspective. Um, and that game is very dark. It's There's a lot of fear. And you feel that throughout the game. And you care about the main character. Um, and you want them to succeed. It's also terrifying. Like when she's afraid in the game, you are just as afraid. And knowing that there are real people out there who have that same kind of fear who have experienced similar things Hmm. that's very heavy um but also a real thing and so to be able to experience that was really cool and also the game the game ends with hope and that that's a very important thing because for me there's a lot of fights in that game where you're fighting enemies sometimes you're outnumbered like you know, four or five to one, and this is like sword fighting, hand-to-hand combat. This isn't, you know, sorry, Andrew, this isn't Call of Duty where you throw a grenade and blow up. You get a quintuple kill. That's that, not... That that's, takes skill, Kurt. I know, but... <laughs> <laughs> but this is like a real fight against the darkness, and so every time you die in that game, there's like this, there's, there's this darkness on your arm, and every time you die, it grows up your arm. In fact, if you die so many times in this game, like if the darkness reaches your head, then it deletes your save file. And you have to start the game all over from the beginning. And knowing that the whole time and seeing that darkness grow made every victory like that much sweeter because you knew that I was able to fight that that time and come out on top and it hasn't reached my head like I'm still strong I can still fight this and for me as I was playing that I was in a fairly fairly low place um, just mentally and so to have that encouragement of I can really like actually fight this and I can win like not in my own strength um, you know as as a Christian, that that comes that comes from God, knowing that my strength is not my own, but it comes from the hope I have in Christ. But being able to see a representation of that was really awesome, and uh, yeah, I think that's I, I've, I've talked quite a bit about it, and hopefully, I've explained well like the positive impact that's had on me, and really in a lot of different ways, but. Yeah, you guys got any other final thoughts on that issue? After that, we just got a, a couple a couple of fun things uh, that we'll just run through real quick just to end things off here. Any thoughts or just go forward? I think we could move forward. Matt wants to move forward. Fun things, real quick. 32. No, the answer is 42, but that's okay. That's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> so... Real quick, if you could design any kind of game, okay, unlimited staff, unlimited resources, unlimited time, what do you, what kind of game would you design? Matt, go first. 
Okay. So, I've been thinking about this for a while as a person who wants to make video games. Yes. One of the video games that I really want to make is like a like a top-down sandbox game, like the kind where you can order some of your characters to move around and do the tasks for you, except uh, you'd be able to control it like Age of Empires, right, where you have a group of people that you can move around, but also you could, like, go down into first-person perspective as mm. one of the characters. That'd be cool. Yeah. So that's one that I would like to do. Also, I also want to make games that have sort of biblical sort of view or have biblical... Uh, yeah, weren't you you were working on a like an Oregon Trail type game, but it was the Exodus. That'd be really fun. Yeah, so it's in a really rough state right now, but... That's all right. Bob and I... Right, so <laughs> yeah, this is shout out to Bob. Bob, who couldn't do through the <laughs> you fine know things. who you are, Bob. Or no, you should do honestly, it. I don't know why we're not saying his name. But anyway, his name is Bob. <laughs> so I was working with Bob, and we're making this game like the Oregon Trail, but mm-hmm. it's instead like Bible themed. Uh, more specifically, the Israelites coming out of Egypt, wandering through the desert for forty years. Um, so. You would. We're making this game, so you have to survive through the desert. So it, it can't exactly follow the Bible exactly because they were never really in any danger with God with them. But yeah, know, for a game about survival, you yeah, know. God provided for them. But you could you could maybe tweak tweak. Well, not necessarily tweak it, but just communicate it in a way that works as a game. Right. Yeah. And that it's enjoyable. What about you, Andrew? Oh boy, have I thought of this. Okay. All right. So, um, put on your big boy pants, everybody. It's about to go this, down. Ready. This game <laughs> will <that>? probably. <laughs> it, okay, so a game like this one day gets made, that'll be sweet. All right. But it will probably be two console generations from now, counting. So. Counting, you know, this re- coming release of Series X and mm-hmm. PlayStation Five. So two after that. Uh, no, including this one. Including this one. Okay. So maybe like ten years from now. Yeah, maybe ten years from now. The PlayStation Six. I'm thinking seven. And the Xbox. Seven. <laughs> Xbox. X. Xbox Seven Twenty. <laughs> Xbox Seven Twenty P. All right. <laughs> Sad edition. <laughs> That was a giant friendly face. Okay, so <laughs> here's my game idea. Okay. So uh, I don't – so you guys know, know the racing game The Crew? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Okay, so I don't know if That's it, all right. So I never <laughs> played it. I have an idea. So I don't know if it pulled this off, but it wanted to uh, use real-life satellite mapping of the United States so you could drive anywhere in the country. Ooh, that'd I, be cool. I could go to my house? I don't think they pulled it off, though. I think that there were some things that they that they didn't quite get in, like Nebraska, or Montana, <laughs> or Wyoming, or just any. It's just California. So That's all they have. It'd be like GTA Five. What what I want to do? Much bigger scale. I want to do a GTA style game, global. Oh, where the whole world is the world map. Yeah. Dang, where, bro. Where if you want, you can fly Ooh. from California to Japan. 
and and what be like the like the premise of the game though um i haven't thought of a story i've only thought of like a giant online game so it'd be like flight simulator they are making flight simulator microsoft i think right yeah yeah it's already out Oh, so okay. yeah, flight simulators. You can fly from like airport to airport. So what? I, yeah. I think what would be really cool. So like, if you want, you could go to your own house. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I was talking about. That would be now, cool. whether or not you can actually go inside it, probably not. Probably not because that, that would be that, oh, that dude. would be some like Matrix it, level stuff or it's Inception, like, uh, you know? Super hot when when you go around this one corner, you look into the window, and you're sitting there at your computer. I know, right? Headset on. That would be so, so freaky. But I, I don't want to play your game, Andrew. Like it seems no, scary. No, 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 no. no. A drone just comes flying into your head. <laughs> just crashes through the window. <laughs> oh, dear. But um, I I want to, like, map out the entire world so you can... But I don't want to be GTA-esque in the sense of, like... Oh, yeah. None every, the, everything's out of control. No, the M-rated jazz. I, I mean, you could do that if you want. It's real life, Kurt. Like, like you, you want real life? Kurt. GTA seems like, let, let, oh, listen to me, listen to me. I want this to be... You How can, much of real life, Andrew? I want this to be where you can do anything you want. But there will obviously be consequences. In the sense of, like, you have one life when you die, you have um, to start over. Are we so, talking about real life or a video? Real life in a game. So this is, like, The Sims Extreme Extreme. You no, know, no, 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 no. <laughs> let me try to explain this for you. You know me. what? I, this game just sounds like so, real life. You, you <laughs> just play the game of life. This is a okay, very okay, ambitious Okay, game. so... What I'm saying is it's basically GTA on a global scale. But if if you want, you can, like, do side quests for, like, college. And, like, learn and then go into other stuff. Yeah. If, if you okay. want to do that. If you want, you can skip all that, you know, drive a car across the country. So a life in a video game. Yeah. But like, ob- obviously, second no. Second life. In, in, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Half Life because that's Half Life Three is never going to happen. This is a Half Life Alex. It's very different, but okay. This will be called Full Life. Full Life. Full Life. <laughs> but like in game time, I don't obviously. feel like that's an appropriate thing because I feel like if you're playing Full Life all the time, you're not living life to the fullest. Oh. So shut up. <laughs> maybe you should. Shutty. Maybe you should call it like. Like one eighth life. Like the, 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 the titles in development. Okay. Okay. But I That's want fair. this really massive game where, I mean, th- this is a game that would be helpful for those people who who can't travel. Yeah. Yeah. So if they that. want to travel somewhere, they can they can go there. Or I I mean, and then you obviously just have the people playing it for fun. But I mean, and obviously there'd be NPCs everywhere. You know. What if it was all online? Yeah, that's one. No, I mean about. like all online is in no NPCs, only real life players. Uh, Fallout seventy six. You would need a really big fan base in order to make that well, work. You got to make one eighth life be a real let, success. Let, let, let me rephrase this. Fallout seventy six did that. Did not work. They added NPCs, and the game's eh, kind of picking itself yeah. back up. So okay, I I say that there has to be you NPCs. Want, you want global life sim type yeah. game. Cool. And here's one reason why I say NPCs, because not everyone's gonna be in the same place at once. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, there's I'm gonna not, be a lot of areas that'll just have no one. No, no offense to my hometown or anything, but I, I'm not staying here. It, it, in game, I'm heading out. I'm going somewhere. <laughs> People are going to group together in that game, probably. Oh yeah. And places that they're most likely going to hang out with or in yeah. are famous landmarks like the. Uh, 
in Italy. The, the you mean Paris, the Eiffel Tower? That. <laughs> nice job. Yeah, Eiffel Tower in Paris. In Paris, Paris. Italy. You, no. why, why, not, why, why not the one in Vegas? No, we're not mm. going to the. Well, that one's not as famous. Mm, he's got a point. Nah. It would have to be like really famous places. Like Dude, that. I'd, I'd go to Vegas in this game. Okay. 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 I'd go to places I've been in real life and then just be like. Yeah. Be like, I've been cool. there before. Yeah. yeah. That would be really cool, though. Like, if you go to Europe, like Germany, on a trip, and then later you could go back. Yeah, that would be cool. I know some people who talked about that playing. Uh, is it? What time is GTA Five in? Is it? Uh, it's is it it's LA? Bas- it's LA. basically LA, but yeah, I know some people. I heard there, there who have are... played through it would be like, yeah, I know this road. <laughs> like I drive down it to yeah. work. That's kind of yeah. weird. Um, I mean, same thing for uh, GTA Four or Liberty City is basically basically just New York. I would say, well, right now I. Uh, very minimally I've worked on a text adventure game because I don't know anything about programming but I do know stuff about storytelling so I think that'd be really fun to do like a a text adventure type game where you're literally just like entering words in and reading a story but it's kind of like a choose your choose your own adventure type thing I do love some of the art that you could use in games so I would I'd love to do an artsy game uh but probably more, the most useful thing would probably be a single player. Probably single player. Maybe not. Maybe you could do a co-op somehow. But just a, a heavily story-driven game like Hellblade or like The Last of Us or Spider-Man. Uh, just any of those would be really awesome, I feel like. Yeah. So, what's one game that you really want to play that you haven't played before? Ooh. Um, that's hard because they, they fall into franchises for me. There's a game I want to play, and I've played it for like 15 minutes. Okay, it doesn't count. Doesn't what, count? What? No, I mean, it counts. Good I mean, no, I, I meant continue. That counts. I meant the 15 minutes doesn't count. Oh, okay. So, so it's Super Mario Odyssey. Uh, oh, there you go. It's a game I really want to play because I, I really like. Super Mario Galaxy, Super Mario 64, and it's kind of that open world genre um, with Mario games. And so it's a game I really want to play, and I only got to play it for a little bit with a friend, Mm -hmm. but I don't know anything about the story or, like... Yeah, I've never... I've played some Super Mario 64 some, but never any of the other ones, Mm -hmm. the 3D Mario games. What about you, Andrew? One game. Just off the top of your head. Lollipop Chainsaw. What? Is that a game? It's a game? Actually, I'm, uh, I'm I have even at that. that. I have no explanation. You just Lollipop Chainsaw. Mm-hmm. Do you just want to play because of the name? No. That's what I would play. <laughs> <laughs> I would probably, based on the name, you, you probably you, don't look it up. It's probably not good. Yeah, don't, don't look it up. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I would say... Issues. For me, uh, God of War, PS4. All the other God of Wars, 1, 2, and 3, um, like the earlier generations, did, mostly did about... No, I haven't. Uh, good. I, I know they are good. But to me, they're 
a little bit too too much of just like let's do gore and violence kind of like feel like mm. an awesome dude. No, you but got, you got to play the first one. First one has a solid story. It does. Okay, mm. I do know God of War PS4 specifically shifted to a lot of a lot of story driven uh, as far as the, like a father and son type bond, and that's a really cool theme that I'd love to explore. Yeah, that's that's basically it as far as topic wise and things like Yay. that. Uh, we've been going for a while here now. I personally, because uh, we did talk about a little bit about downsides and gaming and things like that. At some point here, I've been doing I've been doing monthly challenges for uh, for the past I think since October. Yeah, I've been doing monthly challenges since October. So for me, one one challenge I think I'm gonna do for, is to get a monthly average or not monthly, uh, a daily average of less than two hours a day for gaming, which I put as my weekly average fifteen hours. Um, some weeks are probably more than that. Some weeks are probably less, but just as a method of keeping myself probably in moderation, I might do that challenge at some point. So. Y'all want to join me? We didn't talk about this beforehand, otherwise I would have said you need to join me. Yeah. But if y'all want to join me, that'll be awesome. It'll be a lot easier when I get a job. That is very true. <laughs> join you in what? The two-hour, the two-hour daily average challenge. I don't think it'd be that hard, but I could be wrong. No. It might Andrew be hard doesn't. to start with, but it's very doable. Yeah. It's not a hard. A hard one would be like maybe like an hour daily average. That one might be a little tough. Although when I was younger, I mean, half an hour a day. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's not that was that was fun for me and that's decent average. It wasn't hard to do. Yep, that's it. Uh, everyone can say goodbye. Thank you for listening, audience, and uh, sayonara. Goodbye. Uh, Paige waved. She's still here. Andrew, if you have any Sorry final goodbye, thoughts? <sighs> nope. Just uh, kill it. Just kill it. Whoa. whoa, whoa. <laughs> the podcast. Yeah, you guys just, are amazing. Just, just kill the podcast. <laughs> okay. We're done. <laughs> goodbye. See ya. Hey, everyone. Hope you enjoyed that episode. Um, like I said earlier at the beginning, I'm going to just real quick run through uh, some of the things that are actually different now than what was said in the podcast. Most of those are in regards to like games we haven't finished and things like that. But I'll just go through an order of like when things were mentioned. There aren't a lot, but there are a few. So uh, first off, in regards to the Minecraft Nether update, that is like essentially happening now so yes i've been in tension all this time very soon it will be implemented into minecraft there's already a, like a snapshot for it or a tech demo or whatever you want to call i i have not been on as many pins and needles as i originally was but it does look cool in regards to guitar hero you all will be proud to know that i finally completed the fire and the flames on medium Thank you. Thank you very much. And probably more impressively, Matt also completed the Fire and the Flames on Expert. So props to him. And Bob, no hard feelings. I'm not bitter. Other than that, I've now, the three of us did finally finish playing Doki Doki. I don't like the game, uh, but the other two 
still love it. I don't understand them. That's okay. I finished playing Uncharted 4. It's amazing. You should go play it. Great story. I looked back and kind of fact-checked myself, but Hellblade is technically considered a psychological horror game, which makes sense um, with what you experience in the game. I don't know if I would still classify it as horror so much as just intense kind of. But yeah, that's kind of the just to clarify some different things. Also, I want to point out like the three of us are not experts on like things scientifically. So what we said in regards to, you know, like dopamine and video game addiction or the representations of mental illness in Hellblade, both of those things we're not experts on. Those are just you know, we, we kind of know the general idea of how things work. And so if those are things that you are interested in, I would encourage you to actually go research some yourself more. Um, there has been a lot of studies done on video game addiction. And in regards to Hellblade, um, I would really encourage you to watch the... Um, there's a documentary that the developers put out on it. It's about half an hour. It's really good. I would wait until after you've played the game to watch it. But if you have no intention on playing the game, then it's, you know, you don't have to worry about spoilers. I don't remember if there are major spoilers in the documentary. I just know that it was really cool to watch. But yeah, that's that's it for today, guys. Tune in next time to hear from... Keiichiro, he's one of my friends from Japan. It was a really good conversation, so I think you all will enjoy it. Have a great day.